my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with radhi devlukia on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome to the gratitude diaries a production of iHeartRadio. hi i'm janice kaplan and i'm here every day for you with practical down-to-earth advice on how to be happier Today's tip, understand that you and your teenager may have very different ideas on what it means to be grateful and take some steps to start bridging that gap. A lot of parents I know complain about just how ungrateful their teens can be. I was at a party once when a mom who heard about my interest in gratitude said, I can't wait to read your book because I have the most ungrateful kid in the world. Somebody standing nearby said, nope, mine is the most ungrateful. And it went on like that around the room. I wasn't planning to judge the most ungrateful teen sweepstakes, so I asked the parents what their teenagers were doing that upset them. The first mom reported that when she sent her 15-year-old son to an expensive computer camp the previous summer, she suggested he show his thanks by calling home a few times a week. He seemed completely puzzled by the suggestion. What am I thanking you for, Mom? Isn't sending kids to camp what parents are supposed to do? The other moms gave a knowing nod. One said she regularly drove her soccer-playing daughter to practices and games and tournaments in distant towns. She always stood on the sidelines cheering and providing orange slices and donuts after each game. She didn't mind the trips and she liked the cheering but she wanted her daughter to at least appreciate the effort she was putting in. But when she mentioned it, her daughter just pouted. I'm a kid, she said. Since I can't drive, you have to take me. A psychology professor at Yale named Yarrow Dunham 
gave me some good insight into what may be going on. He pointed out that part of the issue is how kids code what is parental obligation and what's an extra favor. You're not grateful when people are just living up to their obligations. For example, you wouldn't expect your teenager to thank you for giving him a place to live. That's kind of what parents do. The concern comes when it goes way beyond that. Teens often have a sense of entitlement that undermines a sense of gratitude. So if they code it as parental obligation to drive them to soccer and send them to summer camps, the two of you may be at odds. And from there, it gets even worse. A lot of teens may see it as a parent's job to buy them a new iPhone every six months. After all, their friends get new iPhones, so they shouldn't have to do anything special. A great first step is to think about how teens get their view on gratitude and obligation. Most teenagers live in the bubble of a very small world. No matter how much time they spend on social media, YouTube, and streaming services, they are most influenced by their immediate social circle and what their friends do. You can expand their view by what you show them. Years ago, the actor Matt Damon described to me how powerful it was when he was with his family once in South Africa, and he took his oldest daughter for a drive through the impoverished townships of Johannesburg. He didn't have to say a word. She looked and took it all in, seeing just how differently other people lived. As he told me, those experiences can be life-changing. You don't have to go to South Africa. There's so much you can do that gives the same message right near your own home. Spend a day volunteering at a food bank or any local social service. And here's another approach. You know all those letters you get every day requesting donations to various charities and nonprofits? You probably just toss most of them out. But now start tossing them into a basket that you keep nearby. Once a month or even just a couple of times a year, sit down with the whole family and with the basket of requests. Mom and dad get to set the budget, but the teenagers decide how to divide up the donations. Open each letter and talk about it. When you take it seriously, you and your teens will be struck by the amount of need in the world, and it will open important discussions. You can even limit the choices to groups that deal directly with teenagers. Should your money go to help the kids who have aged out of foster care and have no support whatsoever once they turn 18? Your teenagers may be surprised to realize just how many people like them are caught in that situation. Or maybe they want to help the young refugees fleeing Syria or Yemen or other countries caught in violence. Those teenagers were leading perfectly normal middle-class lives until their countries erupted. Or how about helping a children's hospital and the teenagers who are suffering from lymphoma or sarcoma or other diseases that they don't deserve to get? Literally opening these letters will also open discussions about other people and what matters, it will remind teens of how much they have and what they can give to the world rather than just what they can take from it. We don't have to scare our teenagers or make them afraid, but we give them a big gift when we expand their view and encourage their natural empathy. Try it today. Recognize that your teens code gratitude in a different way than you do. They are struggling to understand what other people have and what they deserve. A few simple steps like these, and I bet you will get a thank you if you buy them a new iPhone. 
Thanks for joining me. And please come back tomorrow for more practical ways that you can add gratitude to your life and make every day a little brighter. The Gratitude Diaries is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.